Hello and good evening everybody, FPL teacher here bringing you the review of two teams that have just played against Manchester City that ended in Aston Villa 2, Arsenal 4. We look at how both teams adapted their approach to face each other in the aftermath of playing against such a titanic side, analysing their tactical shifts and how they can potentially affect their FPL prospects. Aston Villa, whose 4-4-2 has come up with various solutions against the likes of Manchester United, Manchester City and in this case, Arsenal. This time round, the 4-4-2 instead of being a box or a diamond, spread themselves laterally across the pitch as a flat midfield 4. Now, this doesn't mean that left-sided mid left midfield Buendia was in line with aggressive left-back Alex Moreno, neither does this mean that the right-sided midfielder John McGinn was in line with Maddie Cash on the right. It just meant that by forming a straight line across the pitch as a flat midfield 4, the fullbacks could actually push into midfield, which basically made Aston Villa look like a 2-6 in the first half. This approach basically allowed any free runners from midfield to join the attack on the counter, understandably, but at home, Arsenal elected to mark out Buendia as well as McGinn. So, the onus was on central midfielders Douglas Luiz and Bubaka Kamara to make a difference in attack. Now, the first thing is defensively, having aggressive fullbacks nullify the threat of Arsenal's rotations moving forward because having less space between midfield and defence allowed them to press up, especially on the right side against Zinchenko and Trossard who are still working out their relationship. So it was no surprise that dispossessing Arsenal's left side through Villa's right side helped create the first goal. Now, that being said, Having solidified their hard work with a 2-1 lead at the break, they retreated themselves into a 4-4 position. Two banks of four, the usual Burnley style, defending deep and forcing Arsenal into set pieces. So everything was going relatively well according to plan until Arsenal hit back, but at that stage, Villa had everything deliberately set up. They further introduced counter-attacking options such as John Duran and Leon Bailey and really at this stage, for FPL purposes, the star of the show remains Ollie Watkins. His job really as the lone striker with Coutinho behind him was to facilitate strikes from central positions into the wide areas as Villa basically had no width unless the fullbacks bombed all the way up the pitch. That being said, Post-substitutions, Coutinho played a more right-sided central midfield role, particularly when Bailey came on. So, it remains to be seen who will benefit from this system, but at least we know that with a game against Everton coming up next, Villa are very likely to field Leon Bailey yet again, and as usual, when Villa play lesser sides, the gem in this whole setup is Emiliano Buendia. His case here involved basically shoring up the left side and we know that he tends to move out of position against weaker sides. So really at this stage, they did a good job here, but ultimately it was just a matter of hitting Arsenal where it hurts and this does not involve their playmakers. Arsenal's headlines will no doubt read how well Bukayo Saka did. And 
The crucial difference here not just occurred in central midfield where Jorginho replaced Thomas Partey. It's not even the fact that Ben White came in for Tomiyasu. Really, the key difference was the left side where Trossard finally started ahead of Martinelli. Now, in the previous game against Man City, Saka basically turned provider for Trossard as a goal-scoring threat. But here, we saw that Trossard and Zinchenko had a special relationship down the left side, not exactly using the rotations of Granitzaka per se as they've done previously, but to shift Zinchenko as a fullback into midfield and Zinchenko's position across the 90 minutes basically reflected how aggressive Arsenal were. You could almost say that Arsenal weren't aggressive enough in the opening stages, which was why when Zinchenko was dispossessed in the first half, Villa basically got their first goal. So, at the moment, the first symptom of Arsenal's new look attack would be that Zinchenko-Trossard relationship. They don't exactly link up with each other, but we know that they operate as two separate entities where Zinchenko will link up with the likes of Odegaard further upfield, while Trossard is basically a one-man job that is able to beat defenders on his own. Now, on the right side, space is created, not just for Odegaard to be in close proximity with Bukayo Saka, but for Jorginho to actually push into attacking midfield himself. He established a very important relationship, not with one of the wingers, but with Ben White, who honestly not isn't one of Arsenal's tactical weaknesses, but rather of the whole system, where they refuse to play a fullback that is able to bomb down the flanks and provide crosses from deep. So this is where Ben White truly shown, and as an FPL purposes, uh, at my own peril, really to say, that has extremely heightened potential with Jorginho at the helm, simply because Bukayo Saka drew so much space that Ben White was able to create space behind Villa's 4-4 formation, and this was where Bukayo Saka profited. Now, at this stage, we also have to acknowledge philosophically that Arsenal has developed an unpredictable factor about them, an X-factor that involves their high pressure. They did it well against Brentford in particular, where they had their three attacking forwards, all pressing Brentford's three centre-backs, and here they were no different against Aston Villa. This is a potentially significant tactical development as we now can at least characterise how Arsenal will attempt to bully sides lesser than them through this high press, and should they win the ball more often high up the field, there is only one man that will profit from this whole setup, that being Eddie Nketiah, who once again just picked his aerial duels last time out against Ruben Diaz and Ake, and this time round was no different. With his wastefulness at this stage, really it's just a matter of time before Odegaard and Nketiah develop that front two relationship and really deliver on the XG, the huge XG they have generated here. In the end, this panacea gave rise to two or three players coming to prominence for Arsenal. Zinchenko and Ben White, in particular, served completely different roles compared to what they were when Gabriel Martinelli was in the side, and Jorginho finally has 
a consistent attacking outlet developing a relationship with Ben White in this particular case but who knows given his new attacking position whether he'll link up with Zinchenko or Odegaard up next as for Villa well they will continue to garner interest given their fixtures in the near future and at this stage Ollie Watkins will continue to shine but is minutes going to be enough of a factor considering the fact that they have movable pieces such as Buendia and Bailey in store. This is FPL Teacher who will continue reviewing Saturday's match pronto.